Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey gamers, we generally try to keep the podcast at a PG rating. However, this week's episode, there is some colorful language. We have marked the episode as being explicit, so expect that. If you uh, don't wish to hear this type of language, by all means, skip the episode. I understand, and we will be back in two weeks with a normal game review, and we look forward to seeing you then. Hello gamers, welcome to Budget Arcade, a free-to-play gaming podcast to help you navigate through the growing realm of free-to-play games. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. I am Elliot. And welcome to episode number 58. Normally we play a free-to-play game every other week and rate and review it, but this week we actually have a special guest on. And he he is the voice for Leon Kennedy in the uh, Resident Evil 2 remake, Nick Apostolidis. Perfect pronunciation. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you guys for having me on. This is going to be fun. Thanks for coming. He got it his first try. Not even a minute in. Don't say fun yet, Nick. Don't say fun yet. Fun. I'm tempted. Fun. What's happening, guys? How you doing? How you doing in this uh, times of isolation and quarantine? I'm one of the few people who's actually really enjoying the quarantine because there aren't that many times that you just can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And there's usually so many obligations to do on a weekend, and mm-hmm. now, you know, I can't do any of them. No one can invite me over to a party I don't want to go to. <sighs> no one knows where Jeff's kid is at. Yeah, it's stuff. beautiful. You're a voice actor, obviously, and I don't know how this question is going to land, but as we've been podcasting, some of the podcast stuff I've done, like I've written skits and done these stupid commercials, like I remember being younger 
and just sitting in front of a little webcam with st- my sister stuffed animals and making skits and stuff. And as a voice actor, do you have any like think back to any time years ago where you could see, you know, just sort of you doing what you do now, but as a child and not really knowing what you were doing, if that makes sense at all? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, as kids with my cousins, my brothers, um, my close friends, we were always just pretending out like and acting out scenes and like some of our favorite movies, of course. It was never a reality. I didn't even I didn't even begin acting until I was about 25 or 26. And that's late for a lot of people. And I, I never thought about it as like a viable career. And just I, I somehow just fell into it and started with student films at that time. I left the corporate world. Um, but yeah, I, I see that inspiration in my childhood. Even as a kid, I, I liked to watch movies alone because I really, really took them in. It wasn't really like a social thing for me. I, I was fascinated by the cinematic experience. And so I think I've had that inside of me the whole time. I just didn't really know it. Um, so I was looking at some of your other work, and it seems that there's a fair amount of horror that you've done. Is Now, I know Resident Evil is classified as a uh, horror as well. Is that like a specific genre that you like working with, or is there is was there a specific reason you went with those those roles as opposed to something else? That was just by chance, as a as kind of like a, an actor as you're fighting your way up. You don't really have a choice with what you do. I mean, you kind of sort of do, but the pickier and choosier you are, the less roles you're gonna get because you're kind of like a nobody. So maybe I just said I booked a couple horrors. I've always appreciated the horror genre. Um, I've been a diehard Resident Evil fan and like Silent Hill fan for 20 something years. And so, yeah, I like to be scared. I like that anxiety. You know, I've done like a feature or two, a couple shorts that had like horror written all over them. And it's just fun. And seldom am I impressed with even like Hollywood movies that go big that scare me for um for horror but i like when they do there's only been like a good handful in my life that i've really been impressed with so just to follow up what are some of those titles so some of my favorite horrors like i said i'm very picky um going back way back to like the exorcist i think that was really well done i loved the ring the one that came out um the americanized version Uh um that was awesome um the original the conjuring uh, sinister hereditary a quiet place um, oh, quiet place so good i can't that even was watch one, hereditary that was it too scary or you didn't like it uh too scary it was too scary for me. <laughs> i peed a little well that's the point that's that's what horror is supposed the, to do yeah you know all these like these jump scare movies they, they don't do anything uh maybe some people like them to each his own but i like when a movie really messes with your head a little bit and if you remember like the ring you guys see that yes yeah 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 there was such like just just disturbing imagery in that movie they didn't have to rely on jump scares you know they had a few in there a select few but it was really just like the twisted idea behind it that's what i appreciate more that's why i like silent hill in that franchise because that game was twisted you know like the even the original the original one on ps1 the graphics were awful the monsters were corny and cheesy and it still freaked me out because of like the idea behind it so that's why i like uh horror is it it takes a lot but when they get it right they get it right have you watched uh haunting a hill house i thought that was really well done yeah that, that came out a long time ago right a couple quite a few years ago decades yeah, so. yeah. yeah it's like two or three years ago now i think yeah um yeah, it was okay it wasn't my uh 
wasn't on my top like 10, but it was good. Yeah, because I can say like as someone who doesn't do a lot of scary movies, that wasn't that scary. But I thought the storytelling was really good. So you always hear like the the constant rejection with like acting is a real big thing. Is it is it even worse for voice actors, or is it about the same? Would you say I'm a relatively new voice actor? Okay. Uh, it's I know it's super um, uh, super competitive. I I think I had more luck in the, in the uh, in the independent circuit, more luck on camera with uh, short films, features, and stuff like that, music videos, commercials. Um, but yeah, with straight up VO, it's challenging. You're going up against some of the most talented people in the world. Yeah, I've heard a lot of things that um, and I don't know how true this is, obviously, but a lot of like big name actors doing voice work are taking away like voice work for voice work actors. Yeah, yeah, that can that can be a reality. Uh, I think it's happening more and more often. Yeah, and I'm I'm just training. Like I'm I'm still I'm still kind of new to the whole scene. Believe it or not, Resident Evil was my first straight up VO project where you're going to hear my voice quite a bit and it's just like an avatar thrown over me um and so it's challenging and i'm I'm just i'm training now like i'm, I'm training working with one-on-ones with people um taking classes because i just know far less about the vo world than on camera for sure They're, i mean it's all acting but they are different art forms i i feel like because um you have to tell the whole story with just your vocal cords when you're a voice actor, when you're behind that mic, nobody sees you. On camera, you can say quite a bit with your eyes. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm a very nuanced and subtle actor. I can't show that behind the mic. So I need to really like almost relearn my techniques. Now, in Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. you not only did the voice acting, but you also did the motion capture. That's correct, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, I'm curious, did they have you record the motion capture separately from doing the voice acting or did they do it at at the same time both um if you watch the cinematic breakaways all those scenes um those were that was recorded as in what they call full performance capture so we we spoke the lines and did the body movements and acted out the scenes all together and then when you're in game controlling the character that was all straight up vo just behind a in a booth behind a mic so when you play the game do you feel like uh, more invested in the character because it's your own voice coming out. Like I've, I, I haven't played that game specifically, but you—that's you, a playable character in the game. Uh, what Le- Leon? Yeah, he's the main character. Yeah. See, I don't know Resident Evil, but so <laughs> when you're playing, uh, you it, gotta it, play it. it. Well, I may, uh, but uh, when you're playing as essentially yourself in the game now, is—is is it a mind trip? That's what you're saying. Um, I, I've almost like learn to just ignore it like i don't play it for that reason i play it because it's a resident evil game and i'm a huge fan so i don't care who voiced it um yeah it's cool like it's the biggest honor of my life to be inside of it but i don't i don't love the game for that reason i would have loved this game regardless you know what kind of things do you uh you're going in to try to get an audition for like a a role how, how do you put together like a portfolio or like a resume how do you even just get in the door usually it's not easy especially with video games you gotta know it's like kind of like relationship based who you know they put this one online um they seldom ever cast open to like the public for these things and they did for this one um yeah absolutely you need a resume they need to know that you've acted before you know what you're doing and as far as portfolio goes it's called uh, a, a demo reel you know like a it's like a two-minute commercial of you basically highlighting the skills that they need for a particular project. 
So if it's a if it's an action project, you don't want to send them like a comedy reel or like you doing commercials. That's not going to help you. Um, you want to send them pointed materials of what they're looking for. So for for Resident Evil, I had a good audition, but what backed me up big time was my my materials that like my experience I built over the years with all my action films. So they knew I could do the action. They knew I could do the drama. I reinforced it with two solid auditions and you get the role, but it's, it's challenging. There's a lot of competition out there and it requires a lot of luck too. They must've got probably maybe 800 submissions for Leon and they only chose to audition about 50 of them. Jeez. So you got to make, you got to make that initial cut and then you got to beat out the other people. So it's like, it's a lot of luck, a lot of skill, you know, it's a, it's, it's a really you got to be half insane to be in this industry. I'll say that. You got to so be willing to lose your mind. So what you're saying is acting is a battle royale. Uh more or less, but you know what if you really like sink your teeth in, if you do the work and pay your dues, I believe everyone can work out here in LA. Like you can fit somewhere, but you have to want it for the right reasons and you have to deserve it because there's a lot of people trying to do exactly what we're doing out here. How many hours do you think you spent um, as Leon, like grunting and yipping and laughing and stuff like that? I'd say altogether, probably maybe like 16 hours doing all like the, just the VO stuff. Uh, the mocap was a lot longer. That was a couple of weeks, but you, you got to imagine like you have to record in voiceover every possible reaction or interaction you know with with all his lines with the characters all the the grunts the deaths the efforts and all that stuff and then there's different levels of each one um different versions and then they they just throw it all in an algorithm and you'll just hear me utter out like a bunch of random lines throughout the game um depending on the situation so it's kind of funny like to see which ones they used you know well so when they're getting grunts they're like okay you've been shot in the shoulder now give me that and you'd have to yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> something like that uh, and you just do a million different versions. Yeah. Like the, the curse words were funny, you know, like we would do like, like 10 different curse words and then you do like three different versions of each one. So like if it was, um, you'd say one to yourself and you'd be like, Jesus Christ. And then you say one kind of out loud to somebody in the room be like, Jesus Christ. And then, you know, someone's chasing you, you're about to die, and it's, I'm not going to yell and blow up the mic, but it's like, Jesus Christ! So you got to give it, like, everything, because they just didn't know what they wanted to use, you know? Right. Well, I got another one. You're a big Resident Evil guy, but what would be your, like, next dream franchise to work on, would you think? I would love to do a Silent Hill, um, like a Castlevania game, a Mega Man kind of Capcom game. Um, shit, there's a lot of games. Military, definitely. Um Maybe the next Call of Duty, I would die to be in something like that. Any kind of Tom Clancy games, like a Rainbow Six, I would like to voice. Like, it'd be really cool. Well, so other than video games, are there, like, do you want to branch out to, like, shows or movie, like, you know, movies or anything like that? Oh. Or is, like, video games, like, your angle that you really want to, like, focus well, on? Well, I, I was pursuing film hard for um for good, like, 10 years. And I, I still am. It's just, that's a very different ball game out here in L.A., Um. I could work in independent film forever. It just doesn't it doesn't pay a lot. It's hard to sustain a career with it. Um, but movies is why I started. Because like I said, when I was okay. a kid, um, watching movies like Indiana Jones and Die Hard and Rocky, all those movies inspired me so much. 
and I wanted to be that. And so in the in the independent film world, the shorts and everything, like I started playing anti heroes, and I was playing these characters who I like emulated, and uh, I, I did a, a good amount of work here in LA. It's just that when I realized that acting in video games can be a viable career path at this point and and you can it could be sustainable for like 15 20 years um i shifted gears and i'm i'm really pursuing mocap hard right now because mocap is blowing up that's gonna seem crazy to like put on a suit like that oh you you look beyond it like go out it's not about the suit anymore it's about um it's about being inside of a video game forever that is it's like that's like another dimension to me because growing up when I was playing these games, I always like when I was playing like Mega Man, when I was just a kid, I would always imagine like me being Mega Man. And now that that's a possibility and you can get paid good money for it, it's like, Oh my God, why would you not do this? Like you guys are gamers, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Just imagine that if you could, if you could help create one of your favorite games in your favorite franchise, it's like, it's a dream come true when capcom hired me i've been playing capcom games for 30 years guys like three legit decades i started with Mega Man, and to work for that company is mind-blowing to me yeah no doubt before we started recording you were talking about how you've been playing the uh, new Warzone. what kind of games are your kind of go-to games to play well definitely like survival horror or anything like that zombie games um i love shooting games of all kinds I like third person, like so Tom Clancy does a lot of third person, but then you get into like Rainbow Six, so games like that. Of course, Call of Duty now. Um, anything shooting is fun. I, I like all, I can appreciate all kinds of games, to be honest. Um, huge fan of Rocket League right now. Um, one of my favorite games growing up was Final Fantasy VII, Twisted Metal, like all the old titles. Um, I'm going back now and playing a lot of the older Resident Evil franchise, um, a lot of the originals again. So a lot of games. Castlevania was one of my favorite franchises when I was a kid on the the Nintendo. Um, so Castlevania, big fan there. All kinds. Kind of more podcast related. You know, a lot of people use podcasts to get their name out, whether like they're actors or comedians in L.A. And they, you could find a million podcasts. Um, but also out there are the audio dramas. Is that something you've auditioned for? Or, I haven't got there yet. I'm still uh, new in the VO world. And right now I'm, I'm on a travel show, like a, a building documentary show. I've been doing it for a year and a half. And we've been all over the world uh, to like 17 different countries. And that travel schedule is keeping me very busy. And it's hard for me to balance my my efforts in the VO world and mocap and also that mm-hmm. because I kind of belong to them when I sign on for a season. Right now we're in season two, about halfway done. And um, so... I think once that opportunity, like if it ends one day, I'm going to go hard into VO. And I am training in my free time. Uh, I'm still auditioning for video games. I just sent in a a big audition for a a mocap project for a new game. Um, So I'm still doing it. It's just like it's not as fast as I want to see the progress, you know? Yeah, the only thing I – my last one was – what were some questions – are there any questions that, like, we should have asked you that we haven't that you're, like, dying for us to ask you, like – this is what I want to say about this that you haven't asked. It's hard to say. At this point, I've uh, I've done a lot of interviews. Um, I've been asked a lot of good questions. I mean, I would say if you just want to spit out anything, I'm happy to talk about just about anything. Um, it's hard. My brain doesn't really work like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's no, it's fine. I just want to make sure we're not like anything big we're missing no, no, no. out. I'm like... I'm just here to shoot. 
I'm just here to shoot about. shit, so whatever you guys feel like talking about, it's all good. We got any crazy mocap stories or anything? I would just say it's it's fun. I mean, mocap stories. See, like these questions, I wish I had in advance because sometimes it takes me a second to think about them. It's not that I don't have the stories; it's just that there's so much has happened in the past two years. It's hard for me to because we were we started filming Resident Evil Two um, back in 2016, so we're talking almost four years. You know, whole process. Um, I am doing uh, I'm doing military stunts on a new game, and that is crazy fun because I get to just get blown up and like chewed to bits and a million deaths. And I gotta say, like military, any kind of stunts in video games, when you're on that day as a stunt guy, you get the crap kicked out of you. Like it is a full body workout. You wake up the next day, you can't even like move your neck. It's like you you really gotta stay agile and limber for this stuff because it's real. And you know, when you play those games, like when you kill someone, it's rewarding. And you're like, yeah, that was fucking awesome. And that's because they probably mocap like some guy getting blown up. <laughs> Do you like refrain from talking the day before, like a big like uh, recording? No, not really. Um, I just kind of go about my business. Yeah. I mean, I make sure that I don't like scream, sing in the car going to the session because then I'll blow up my voice. But <laughs> no, you, you just kind of like nothing, nothing crazy special. Um <clears throat> I would say like like is your voice no, insured? Like that. No, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if it was a thing. I mean, if that's no, your I'm job, not like you Mariah Carey or anything like that. Be afraid to lose my no, voice. No, I mean, they could just remain flexible and um, they can spread out and change like recording days and stuff like that. It's not a big deal. And the only really strenuous days were the ones when you're doing all the deaths. You know, when you're screaming and yelling, and you know Leon gets blown up by a grenade or he catches on fire. Or, Mr. X chokes him out. Like those are the ones. Like you leave that booth and you're like, oh my god, you can barely talk the next day. But that's just because, again, I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge like experienced pro VO person who has probably done this for like ten years and they know how to protect their voice. This is the stuff that I'm learning slowly. As a Resident Evil fan, how deep into the Resident Evil rabbit hole have you gone? How deep, like before, like uh, past twenty years? Um, yeah, like. I've read most of the novels personally, and I've played almost all the games. I haven't touched on every single one of them, but you know, I've gone pretty deep into it. I know you've done some cosplay as well, but have you like have you done any of the other like how many of the games have you played? And have you read? Uh, I've never read the books. Um, I'm very very uh, familiar with like the Resident Evil universe. I have probably played, um, I'd say probably like eleven of their games at this point like maybe 10 10 11 games um so yeah like it's it's always been my favorites and i've played some of those titles like a thousand times so yeah very familiar and when like i've been fabricating and and crafting all my life and so when i started to go to conventions uh to represent capcom I saw how how passionate the cosplay culture really is and I, I I had no idea I know people did like you know they dressed up and everything but some people go nuts for it the fans go nuts and I was like oh this is a good opportunity because I had the know-how like I, I'm, I'm able to do it so I created my cosplay from scratch with real police and military gear um, piece by piece and it took me like two months to get it together and, and craft it and sew it together um, and so it's it, for me, it was a no-brainer to when I show up to co- um, conventions now, I'll cosplay as the character because fans go nuts. And as a fan myself, I would appreciate that if I was to show up, you know what I mean? 
So mm -hmm. definitely, uh, I, I try to do as much fan reach out as possible because I'm just a fellow fan who got lucky, and that's 100% the truth. I'm going to do one thing real quick. I want to tell you the story of why I've never been in to Resident Evil because there's a very Let's real reason. We got our <laughs> PlayStation for Thanksgiving, and we could we played it, and, and I can't remember if it was Christmas or the following spring, Scott, my fellow co-host here, I've known him since I was 11, and my brother were playing Resident Evil 1 like crazy. And we only had one PlayStation. And I wanted to play WrestleMania the arcade game. And I couldn't do it because these two idiots were on the game Resident Evil for hours. So that's why I don't like the game uh, I, series. I see. And that's why I haven't I, played I it. I get it. I get it. You have... <laughs> I butt her. Yeah, you got that's it. That's why. You got it in we for the series. For I get it. Well, that makes sense. It's like a psychological thing. <laughs> yeah, hurt my feelings. Well, I gotta say, if you start... <laughs> if I apologize, Jeff, will you start playing it? Nope. What if I get your brother to apologize? Uh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll know you don't mean it. Well, I think you'd like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, did you ever play the... Um... Fatal Frame no, game? No, there's a lot of horror games that I have not played that I want to. Uh, that is that is probably the scariest horror game I have ever played in my life. Like, buddy of mine had that game, and he forced me to play it because he was too scared to play it. I remember that. You came over to my house and played that. Was that Raph? Yeah, it was Raphael. He was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He, wa he wanted to watch the game being played, but he was too afraid to play it himself. So he like forced me to play it, and I'm like, this is yeah. scary as yeah. crap. Um, that's the second time <laughs> someone has told me to play it, and I definitely want to. Like anything that's really, really scary and unsettling, I want to play it. Yeah, I want. I wonder if it's on backwards compatibility for the Xbox because it was on the original Xbox that I remember. It might have been on PlayStation One as well. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I know I for sure it, it was on, on PC, Xbox. Though. Probably. But yeah, that that was a really creepy game. I'm down. Maybe I'll look it up. It isn't like um, aren't there big sales right now for? Cause like everyone's home. I think, I think, I think game game oh, sales yeah. are just everything's like on sale right now. Skyrocketing right now. So speaking of fans, where can fans find you? Um, but you can find me on um on Twitter. It's uh, it's just n i k underscore apostolides, a p o s t o l i d e s, um. Instagram. We'll, we'll yeah. put that in the show notes Yeah, please too. do. And then Instagram is just Nick underscore A-P-O-S. Um, those are the best ways to find me. I post most of my like modern work and stuff. Um, I'm starting to post like my artwork on Instagram and Twitter too. That's uh, partially what I'm doing in my downtime. You're not on the TikTok Not on TikTok, yet? no. He's an old man like us. Yeah, God. I mean, like, there's going to be like a million things that come out, so I'm just going to kind of focus on, uh, on, on what I can focus on right now, like Facebook Twitter, Instagram, that's about all, all I can handle. I think you, you would blow up on TikTok in your uh, Resident Evil cosplays. I know there's a guy on there who's uh, cosplays oh. Hunk, and his cosplay looks like oh, yeah. legit. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, is, there's a million things oh, I yeah. could do. and Yeah, I could, but... Don't do TikTok. You're fine. You're good. I don't need to get good to hear that you don't. Um, no, you don't need those people at all. <laughs> What do you mean, those people? We all know what I mean by those people. Elliot's people. No, not my people. 
<laughs> my wife's people for sure. Not mine though. She's still hooked on it. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Now that we're just sitting at home, oh, passes the time away. Yeah. They <laughs> pass her data right on to other people. Well, we want to thank you for coming yeah, on the show, Nick. Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate the interest. It's always fun to hang out. And, uh, you know, in, in these times, I think people are going to be doing this a lot more often now. I think, I think the, I think the Discord channels yeah, right. have yeah. been like really jammed up lately, like literally, because everyone's doing it now. And so many people are out of work, unfortunately. But, you know, it's just what we got to get through right now. So everybody stay safe. Well, and if you want to play any Warzone with us, just hit us all up. We're probably still going to be playing for the next <laughs> all couple right, guys. weeks as well. All right. Well, thank you. You take care, and, and once again, thank you for the interest. You guys have a good night. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Wherever you listen, please re- leave a favorable review, and don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Budget Arcade. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Budget Arcade. Don't forget to check out the website, www.budgetarcade.com. You can also join our Discord from the website or also our show notes. Um, we do have a Patreon. You can support the show there if you'd like. It's uh, patreon.com slash budget arcade and game on. forgot to add it to this week's episode but the game that we're going to be playing next is going to be gwent the witcher car game you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.